Hey everyone, welcome to the Opera Sky podcast. My name is Ricardo Monegas and I will be your host. On this podcast, we would like to share valuable knowledge, lessons learned, and stories from entrepreneurs, investors, and managers while running their businesses. We strive to ask the right questions and discover insight from our guests so you can apply them in your business and life right after each episode. Thanks for joining us and let's get started. Hi everyone, today we are talking with Andrea Monti. He is the Managing Director of Founder Institute Impact and Sustainability Chapter. Um, and also he was a former um, uh, director of Hashco Lab, which is, it was an acceleration program in Geneva, Switzerland. Uh, um, Andrea has been involved a lot into helping impact-driven startups and collaborating with investors into this area as well. So we'll be talking about this subject a lot and sustainability, of course, and talking what is going to be the future of Funder Institute chapter of sustainability and impact. So welcome, Andrea. How are you doing? Thank you. Thank you, Ricardo. I'm doing great, actually. So thank you for this opportunity and look forward to discuss with you about what a lot. So impact mm -hmm. and sustainability within entrepreneurship. Good. So, Andrea, how do you arrive to work into impact and sustainability? Was kind of your passion to, for a long time or how, how was well, that kind process? Of, kind of. I have to say I, I started uh, my career in a traditional way. So uh, in big companies like PricewaterhouseCoopers or Hewlett Packard. Um, but then I found that uh, I could better serve, I mean, the, the, the humanity by trying to do something by myself. So I founded a responsible travel company. And from that, I've always worked within impact projects. So they could have been either on circular economy or in fair trade or, or refugees or social issues. And this is simply mean it was just coming because I tried to choose what to choose, what I felt it was right at that moment. So resonating a bit more with my inner self. Mm -hmm. So uh, how would you define yourself in this stage of your life uh, after being a, a director of Hashco Lab and also right now running the Founder Institute Impact and Sustainability chapter? Well, I believe there is a personal trait which is not changing a lot, even if I'm growing up. I mean, um, and it is the fact that I am uh, um, open-minded and curious in general. So in this period of my professional life, I've I feel that uh, working with many founders from different industries is really something which uh, uh, satisfies me a lot, especially because they're looking for not only profit, but, uh, but uh, also, also impact. So uh, it could be, again, trying to help, uh, help them in, in uh, uh, creating impact KPIs or fundraise or whatever, but the approach to, to them with the open mind and being curious uh, so to know their business uh, as much as possible, it is what changes actually the, the results in their company. Mm -hmm. Good. And uh, what, what kind of legacy would you like to achieve after all this work that you are doing in impact? Oh, I believe, uh, well, I believe something I don't like and really would like to change is the way that we classify things in terms of uh, terminology 
and I would really like that we can move to uh, a better situation in, in many industries and businesses. I, I'm referring to when we say we talk about sustainable finance or fair trade or responsible travel, the fact that we have to specify that, this, that they are responsible travels or again, it is sustainable finance. It means that there are things that are non-sustainable, not responsible. And so I really believe that we can move uh, uh, towards a situation where we will not need to specify this anymore because all the travels will be responsible, uh, all the uh, financial operation will be sustainable. And so uh, in the specific investment arena, uh, the hope is that, of course, the majority of funds invested will become impact investments by default. So not just uh, if you and we have to specify those. Got it. And uh, how do you arrive to work into incubators and acceleration programs and this type of, let's say, support uh, companies to startups and investors? Uh, I believe I, I like coaching. I like coaching and being coached. So when I launched my, my startup, I found a, a few great coaches uh, and I had great moment in that. So we decided uh, with a few alumni from the Polytechnic of Milan to, to co-found an incubator because we wanted to give um, coaching to, to new founders, new entrepreneurs. Uh, and then I served as board member within the Italian Innovation Association, where I could help many of those also incubators and accelerators to, to start and develop. Uh, I felt that uh, enhancing the way we give support to new entrepreneurs was key and is key actually to multiplying the, the, the kind of changes we're trying to achieve. Good. And um, yeah, so it looks like you are involved into different projects. Also, uh, how, how does it look a typical day for, for you? Well, no, you, you are right. That, that's a challenge. Again, I'm a curious person, so I don't like to be 100% on one single thing in, during the day or during the week. So my days are pretty diverse from each other. So I try to have, uh, uh, of course, a, a rigorous schedule. Uh, around the, the specific task of the, of the work. Uh, but then on the other side, I like to have some time, if not during the day, but during the week for personal research, personal announcements, so trying to learn something new uh, any day. And it could be, I mean, in, 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 in my field or other fields as well. And I, I don't want also to, to give up by learning something physical. You mean, we have to use the brain, but at the same time, the, uh, I mean, the, the the physical part of us should not be forgotten. So, for example, I, I just finished to uh, to pave a small piece of street here in front of my house because it needed to be paved, and so it was something new I learned. Interesting. So, and how do you take decision what to research? Is you do it only for fun, or expecting that that will help you somehow in your career or how does it work that prioritization uh, yeah. of research let's say i believe <laughs> it starts from a need i i see or i feel uh it is not i mean at this stage being a, a bit grown up it's not really something that i think in a mechanical way for my career but it is more something like i feel I need from a personal reason, or I see that it can bring some help and support to, to a situation or to other people. So it is more that kind of research rather that uh, this would be helpful for me. 
I mean, I can also try to think in that way, but then my personal motivation to do that is much lower uh, than in the other situations where I see that uh, I can definitely contribute and create an impact in, in something. Good. So now talking about uh, more specifically one of the um, topics that occupy most of your day, so which is the Founder Institute. So uh, and you have you are starting this impact and sustainability chapter together with other uh, co-directors, I think. And so how how does this start and what is the purpose of this chapter uh, from your point of view yeah no, th thank you for that because i mean the founder institute is pretty big and famous um it delivers uh, highly structured training programs to uh to entrepreneurs or wannabe entrepreneurs to give them clarity on their next steps uh, feedback on their decisions and there is this huge global network of 25k mentors to help their growth now the founder institute did start with the city chapters and now we have something like more than 200 chapters around the world but very few verticals so chapters like like mine the one i'm, I'm leading with a couple of uh, co-leaders in which we want to focus on the search for impact and sustainability uh, uh, from those new entrepreneurs and and this is because it is a bit of strange because the founder institute has impact and sustainability in its dna So it started to uh, suggest founders to look at uh, the sustainable development goals many years ago, for example, but it was missed a specific vertical program. And that's why now we're putting specific resources and competencies into that in this, this, uh, with this focus. And by the way, I mean, we have uh, a lot of ideas, a lot of uh, ambitions as well. So feel free to reach out to me if someone wants to contribute. Okay. And uh, what type of startups and projects are you currently looking for? And what is the process for someone to, to join the, the chapter? Yeah, now this, this first court, which will start in October, is pretty broad in terms of topics. So we're not focusing on any specific sub-vertical. Uh, everything starts from the application on the, the website uh, fi.co. Look for the impact and sustainability chapter or reach out to me. And uh, I believe that the main part of the selection is around the founder. So there are a few questions and also a test to um, assess the uh, DNA of the entrepreneur to see if uh, there is the, the, the needed attitude to be successful as an entrepreneur. That's the starting point. Mm -hmm. Good. And now talking more about your own um let's say, career into impact and sustainability, since I was talking as well that you were leading uh, the Hashco Lab uh, as well, incubator in, in Geneva, Switzerland. So uh, till now, in this uh, period of your life, what, what is the moment or project or word that you are more, more, most proud of uh, if you have any, any specific, um, yeah, anecdote or milestone that you have achieved till now? Well, I believe, I mean, definitely when, I mean, my, my entrepreneurship activity has been uh, the one for which I'm more proud of, not because it was maybe reaching huge objectives in terms of uh, KPI or, or, or numbers, but because it was really something where you can put yourself in, 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 the, in the front line and, and test yourself and challenge yourself. So, The experience of setting up something from scratch, uh, 
pivoting a few times, uh, having problems every day on everything. I mean, from uh, financials to to lack of resources to competition, but then finally reaching break-even and while making many customers happy and creating business for your vendors, uh, well, it was something really uh, giving a sense of, of, of richness, which you cannot find in many other jobs. Uh, and, and so, I mean, as a reflection of, of that, when now I see some of the founders I work with, that they are reaching some objective or that they see their company growing, Again, it is something priceless, and this is what I mean, I'm, I'm proud of. And I really uh, wake up in the morning hoping that it will be one of those days. Good, sir. And so do you have any specific example of uh, something that you are proud of because of the hash collab uh, uh, progress that you did with some startups or or even with the Founder Institute uh, at the moment, or or, do you, or is it still too soon to say regarding the Founder Well, for the Founder Institute, maybe it's too soon, uh, given that we are launching again in October our first court. But I mean, if I think at some of the startups I've been working with in Ash Collab or even in previous accelerators, I see that, uh, uh, again, the very good thing is when you put uh, some seed in, in the mind of the founders and they start thinking in it and then uh, they circle back with other founders or some of their business partners and then come back to decision and something concrete. That's that's great. Uh, I, I remember uh, Satsure, an Indian company, for example, looking to uh, create a better impact, more impact. And so they decided to create a nonprofit foundation together with the business entity, which is, by the way, getting funded a lot so they are successful from a business perspective as well as now they are putting uh, open source data uh, on the on the web to help other entrepreneurs and organizations to grow and i mean everything started a few months before with a conversation a workshop we did together so this is very very effective because you see the results even if maybe they are not immediate so you don't have to uh, look for very quick results sometime but then when you when you see them coming, that's very something very satisfying and you can be definitely proud of it. That that sounds great to, to see that you have been uh, let's say collaborating with different startups and seeing their progress, right? So that's that's something uh, really nice of, of being being leading these incubators and acceleration programs. Um, now, I assume that in that process as well, there has been some fuck-ups and issues, right? That that could happen because, of course, we, we are trying to experiment and try new new ways to to, to test something and, and move forward, right? So uh, do you have any of these occasions that you can tell us and what did you learn out of, out of it? Well, yes, I would say, unfortunately, yes, but... To be honest, I mean, as you said, you 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 learn a lot from those situations. So uh, I'd say, I mean, any great success is a team result, and so uh, so is for the the failures. I mean, when when something fails or when you fail within 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 a situation, most of the time is because the team didn't work uh, how it should, 
uh, and this is the same for uh, acceleration programs or any kind of support you give to, to startups and uh, there is something which is not working. I mean, of course, you can plan a lot of things and activity. You can have the network, you can have the skills, you can have the um, the, the workshops and the, the, the curriculum. Uh, what usually doesn't work is the human part of it. So again, the team. What I did learn is that sometimes uh, you as an accelerator or you as a mentor or you as a group of people supporting a founder, you, you don't click with the founder. So you don't uh, have the right uh, uh, empathy, the right attitude towards each other. And that's maybe because the founder is not coachable. So he's not really willing to listen to you. But maybe it is just because in that period of uh, his or her growth and in that period of the journey, he does not need to be coached. So he needs to test, experiment by himself or herself. And so it's not the right moment to talk with him or her in, in, in that way. Uh, but again, the, the, the human part of it is what is making the differences, uh, both in successes and in failures. Okay. So and do you believe that it's not a waste of resources if someone is not coachable in certain moment, or do you believe that that needs to happen like that and that's how humans operate and or yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe it's it's a, I mean it's a, a waste of resources so usually um, I try to be very open with them I've been recently in a few discussions with uh, one lady she was not very coachable but she's not uh, uh, at the point in which she, she can recognize it so she is so convinced about her business her her structure um, her idea that she is not seeing the improvements she needs to 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 plan to be investable and to have success because she's experienced uh, the team is good uh, the idea is good uh, just she needs uh, to make the those steps needed to moving from good to great so in that in that situations you need to be patient and wait until uh, the team, I mean, the founder could become more coachable. And I mean, again, it's a journey. So it could depend on, on their specific uh, paths, their specific experiences. Sooner or later, they would uh, um, stop, look at themselves at the mirror and say, well, in fact, I need help. I need someone telling me what I should change. And that's the starting point of any, uh, every, every successful enterprise. Got it. Yeah, it's a journey, so it, it will take some time to <laughs> to adapt and to move forward, right? or as well, yeah, of course, fail. Uh, sadly, but yeah, that that. And, and, and I believe, I mean, we in general, as people working with founders and, and startups, we need to be honest and and of course, being polite, find the right way to tell people what we see from outside. But again, they they cannot have usually that helicopter view that we can have from outside. So we need to help them to have the same view. Again, it could not it could not happen every day because maybe they're not in the right period of their life or of their journey. But sooner or later, they they will do it. I mean, I hope. I mean, the sooner the better, of course. But of course, you need to be very motivated to to listen. Mm, got it. And now moving or transitioning to another topic. So we have been talking 
that the Founder Institute is opening, of course, this chapter of sustainability and impact. But then, uh, of course, that is this is quite a broad topic, right? So uh, what does it mean, at least, uh, sustainability and impact for you personally? And, of course, maybe uh, from the point of view of the Founder Institute and this new chapter. So how, how would you classify uh, these terms, right? Because it's, it's a really broad term in, in, in the spectrum, let's say. I know we were in an event talking about these terminologies, and of course there was discussion about how to better structure these uh, so that people understand it better, right? Yeah, it, uh, it is. It is broad, and it doesn't have the fact that it is a term which has got also a lot of different meanings in maybe few few domains or, or few uh, few sciences as well. Um, I mean, for me. This is a kind of a lifestyle. So I'm trying to, to look at the world and, and to, I mean, my day life with, with, with this lens, uh, trying to uh, influence others, trying to uh, teach my kids that they should uh, uh, look at the way they're doing things to find if there could be a better way to, to, be, uh, to, to operate, to behave. And it should permeate then any daily routine or activity. And, As you said, it's very good that we are discussing a lot on, okay, what does it mean? How can we measure it? So a, a big, big discussion is about the measurement of it. And uh, of course, while for established companies, it is something that will likely uh, take the, the route of standards and, and like for uh, the financial metrics, etc. for we as founders and entrepreneurs, it's more like, uh, how can I do that every day? So I'm really trying to make something different. How can I can I do that? And so I believe each of us has a slight different answer to that. Um, but it really starts again from the relationship you have with the other humans, and with, with of course with the with the nature with the with the environment. Uh, so it should really something that I mean I, I like talking about the sometimes about the um, SDG 17, for example. Because if you if you remember it, that, that's the one about uh, uh, partnership, uh, collaboration and partnerships. A lot of people do focus on food, land, climate. No one talks about that. But actually, it is on the top of the pyramid. And to, to, to create a, a real impact, a real change, you cannot do that alone. So the starting point should be that one. So the way we collaborate to each other, and that's the starting point of, of, of impact for me. So trying to have a way to collaborate between Ricardo and Andrea and see what we can do uh, and could create something better that if we didn't do that. So that's the starting point. Got it. Yeah, more into the complex world we live where there is everything is interdependent somehow, right? So, exactly. Yeah. Um, So have you found any um, way or process that you suggest to your startups about how to improve collaboration with, uh, imagine you see, I don't know, some, some startup and they need to collaborate with certain industries and, and so on. So how to make sure that people is more open for change and to, and to collaborate towards some goal, right? So. So I, th I believe that's a, a daily challenge as well for, 
for any startup about how to make sure users, customers, or even other people are, are more open to change and to innovation. So um, do you, how do you manage that in the recommendations to, to the startups that you have collaborated with before? Well, it is a very challenging topic because, I mean, I, I could say that the starting point, again, the first thing to do is give first so that you can receive. But, I mean, I'm not that uh, naive uh, that I don't recognize that there are a lot of people, organizations out there who, who, who are taking actually advantage from that. So collaboration could come only from the trust between people. So that the starting point is how can we, or the question is how can we establish the trust so that uh, um, we can move to a deeper relation and starting giving back or giving, I'm sorry, uh, being sure that something will, will come back. Uh, the, the suggestion I give to founders is keep listening. So don't be close, uh, be open, be direct. Because again, being direct, uh, uh, of course, with politeness, clears a lot uh, uh, what's on the table and the objectives that the different people or um, organizations have. So it helps a lot in finding then the common ground to work together. Uh, and of course, I mean the, the, the main uh, the main point here is to be able to to work the talks. So if you take a commitment, it should be something that you would never uh, never break it. So because it, it is the way of building trust between people. Got it. So thanks for your comments into that. Um, now, uh, if you, I, because you're uh, watching, let's say maybe you're collaborating with different uh, participants of the, that are living in different parts of Europe. So do you see uh, what is this progress of in the European level of actions taken towards uh, sustainable and impact-driven innovation. So do you see a lot of progress happening in, in the European level? Or, and yeah, so if, if you know some of these projects, maybe you can mention them, like people to follow what is happening in those areas. Yeah. Well, yes, uh, the answer, uh, I believe, yes, we, we see many, uh, we see good trends. I mean, we see, um, good data in terms of investments and number of impact startups coming from Europe, for example. Uh, there might be some inflection point, but in general, the trend is very good. Um, I have to say Europe is a very good place to be uh, for impact and sustainability. Um, and that's because European Union is putting a lot of effort on that. Uh, European Investment Bank is, Bank is planning to invest a lot uh, Every day or every week, we see that there is a new impact fund which is announced, uh, and many countries which are maybe or were a bit late in terms of startup environment or ecosystem, um, they're becoming more and more productive in terms of new impact startups. Uh, at the same time, I see two two main dynamics. One is that I mean this is only uh, scratching the surface, so we're still talking about uh, very small numbers. Um, for example, I mean, in terms of impact unicorns in the world, not in Europe, in the world, we have less than 200. So still 
too few. We, we need to, to put more resources, more effort into that, more experienced people. Um, at the same time, I would not uh, forget uh, other countries, like, I mean, Africa has got plenty, tons of idea, founders, uh, people which can really make a difference. Uh, Asia, of course, Latin America. I mean, in general, the global south can really unleash the potential of uh, skilled people, curious people, innovative people. And we as Europe should be able also to, to fund and support those, those, those founders, those companies. Good. And so now talking more on, on, on the Founder Institute itself. So uh, if someone wants to join, uh, is listening to this podcast and want to join to your chapter. So what are the metrics that they or I don't know, values that they should bring to the table to, uh, so to to join your chapter and that you would appreciate that they have this progress in certain level, right? Uh, understanding, of course, that they, this is a pre-seed level. You are right. We're not really looking at metrics or business metrics. Consider also that we have two tracks. One is a launch track for wannabe entrepreneurs. So people uh, that just come with a rough idea or a, a rough MVP, and we're not really looking at business metrics there. Then we have another track, which is a growth track. And here, of course, I mean, traditional metrics like traction, uh, customers, uh, etc., are, are looked uh, are looked after. But uh, um, the focus, again, is on the founder. So uh, there is a, an entrepreneur DNA test uh, to be taken. There are a few questions. Uh, and then the application should really uh, be focused on the, your motivation as a, as a founder to do that. So to apply, either you go on uh, the website, fi.co, and look for the Impact and Sustainability chapter, or you just contact me on, on LinkedIn, and I can give you all the links. Got it. Um, so since you have been, as well, watching a lot of startups and uh, supporting them, so... Uh, apart from the Founder Institute, if someone wants to start an impact-driven business or, or focus in, in some level on sustainability, so what are the initial recommendations you will give to them? Where, where they should go or, or yeah, resources to see, at least in, in the places that you have been in, in Italy or in the European level? What, yeah, what what would you advise them to to do first in that journey? Yeah, but I, I would I would suggest uh, a twofold strategy. One is a local strategy. So try to go physically to events, uh, in presence event, uh, events of, of really well known incubators in your area, or um, even even uh, startup associations. Um, or maybe some national organization around uh, uh, climate, around the environment. So starting maybe for, from the big known ones. Um, on the other side, think big, look over the web, uh, attend to, to webinars, attend to events. Uh, uh, the good thing, and it was already true before pandemic, but now after pandemic, the good thing is that you can really reach out to anyone. So you can uh, join these events, uh, uh, have an idea of the people attending, uh, see the ones uh, that are maybe more like-minded with you, 
and, and try to contact them over LinkedIn. I mean, in general, the community, uh, the impact community is pretty open. So I, I have every week people uh, contacting me over LinkedIn. Uh, always we have a kind of exchange of messages. We see what we are looking for and we try to find a way to collaborate. Uh, of course, maybe it's not easy to get uh, into calls with, uh, with everyone for I mean, a matter of time. But again, there are plenty of resources available, plenty of very good people from all over the world. So it's really easy to, uh, to talk with people from Asia to America to Europe. And it is the starting point to, to get coached, to get feedback, uh, to express their own idea, uh, to express um, your own uh, aspirations. So don't be jealous, don't be shy. Uh, of course, I mean, don't reveal, I mean, IP protected uh, concepts, but I mean, talk about what you want to do and you will find a lot of people which can connect you to other people and then you will create your own ecosystem pretty soon. Okay, sounds great. Um, now, uh, yeah, coming back to, to your comment that you make about uh, you have two tracks in the Founder Institute. So you said launch track and growth track. So uh, how does it look the program for each of these tracks so what what are the focus areas that you are helping them to to move forward so if if you can at least give us the uh, big picture uh pitch towards what is the program about and and areas to focus in these two stages yeah well i believe the, the program itself i mean it is designed to uh, make a company or make a company growth so uh, there is, of course, a lot of focus on the product, the customer, uh, the roadmap, the value proposition, uh, and the business model itself. Then on top of it, we add, of course, our secret sauce around impact and sustainability, because there are a lot of nuances in uh, how you communicate with investors if you are an impact startup, or how you design your business model if you want to create impact, uh, how you do measure it. And so each of our session has also a specific angle on that side. And here really, uh, the experience we bring is the experience we have as leaders in that area and the mentors will bring it into that. So on top of the, of the uh, curriculum, we have uh, uh, tons of hours with mentors, which can, again, bring their special expertise in having been impact founder or impact mentors or in big organization, taking care about uh, ESG, sustainability and impact. Uh, and so it is this special flavor that, that we have in, in our chapter, which is not something you can find uh, everywhere. Got it, got it. So and now if, if we talk about more details of the program, so um, if I am a non-tech founder and I want to start a tech startup or with some innovation or some technology. So what would be the, let's say, the recommendation from your side? Or, or It doesn't need to be only related to the Founder Institute right now, but in your past, so what, what the tech, what the non-tech founder should do to, to start their business, right? So, uh, yeah, where, where they should uh, focus uh, his or her attention uh, based on your experience at the moment. Yeah. 
Well, th 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 that's a very tricky question because I mean, it it is. I mean, everything is around is around it because I strongly believe that success or failure, as I said before, depend on on the team. So, I mean, to, to trying to be to, to make a long story short, uh, of course, a good balanced team is a team where you have uh, uh, someone dealing with the product, someone dealing with the sales. I mean, on the very very short extreme of it. Which means also that the two people or three, four people starting as a team, they should be okay in having a, a sort of complementary uh, role in, in doing all those activities. And usually it comes from the fact that they have very different personality. And so, uh, I mean, it's not a stereotype that more empathetic people usually are very good salespeople or business development people. While on the other side, someone a bit more introverts could be more um, could be more having an attitude towards the product and making the product the better, the better, and the better. So I believe my answer is those kind of uh, mix and special uh, special click should should happen. And so before then looking for the skills, I would say, or together with looking for the skills, look for the personality you'd like to have on your side. Uh, don't try to look for people too similar to you because then there would be two of you, which could be great. But I mean, usually from diversity, it comes the marvelous. So we should be able to um, also uh, put ourselves in maybe not the, the, the most comfortable shoes in having someone in the team which is diverse from, from ourselves and challenges us. And this could lead to very great results. So personality, look at look at the personal traits, look at the uh, emotions you have with those people. They should be the starting point, not the technical skills, not the hard skills. I mean, the soft skills should be got the starting it, point. It. So um, now we have been talking a lot from the point of view of the started founder, but uh, I now also talking about more on the investor side and and how is the collaboration of you, Andrea, with investors right now or in the past? So uh, what kind of uh, collaboration do you look with investors, with the chapter of the Founder Institute or even in the past? Well, how, how has been that relationship building with them and what they are looking for uh, towards impact-driven startup? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love this because, I mean, um, I mean, the Founder Institute, we've been talking now about the program, the acceleration program, but in fact, the Founder Institute is a much bigger organization and um, we have a number of, of programs and training and, and uh, different sections, I would say. One of it, one of the activity we do also is running um, an acceleration program for fund manager. So first time fund managers, which is called VC Lab. Uh, because at the end of the day, I mean, any accelerator is uh, in between founders and investors. So we're trying to raise the bar on both sides so that they could collaborate uh, much better and be more successful, the both of them. So either providing content uh, uh, or providing free templates or providing uh, ability to network. Uh, and what we are looking from investors or what they're looking from us, uh, they're looking for a good deal flow, so good uh, companies which have been tested 
I mean, the selection in, in the selection process in the Founder Institute is, in any case, pretty, pretty hard. Um, they are looking for uh, suggestions on how to structure their, their impact framework as well. So uh, I'm, I'm observing an interesting trend, which is from one side, we, we said before, we have many, many new impact fund growing and, and every week we have a new one. At the same time, I've seen many, many traditional investors which are adding to their portfolio companies which have an impact in, in some way or another. So maybe they're not that uh, um, strong in communicating it. And so it's not their first angle. You would not maybe recognize them from the very beginning, but they do have, they, they do care about society or the planet and they're doing something which is good for society and the planet. And more and more traditional investors are uh, investing into those. So they're also looking at us at, okay, how can we collaborate so that you teach me a bit more how I can add ESG, sustainability, et cetera, into my, uh, into my framework, again, into my operations. And that's a very relevant part. What I, what I do like also a lot is that more and more investors are putting in their, um, um, in their rewards I mean, general partners of VC firms are putting in their rewards uh, something which is linked to the impact uh, which has been obtained by their portfolio companies. So this is starting to, to, to make a difference. Then, of course, I would envision that the next step would be that also limited partners investing in VC firms should have a kind of uh, mechanism that uh, uh, changes the rewards to them as well. But it would be maybe uh, in the next step, not now. Got it. And yeah, so it sounds interesting that uh, all these years it has been growing and growing more the interest and focus, of course, into into being more sustainable and, of course, making sure the business are taking care of of the uh, sustainable development goals, right? So, um, yeah. Now talking, if someone wants to follow events or resources that you follow of the area uh, or books or stuff like that. So do you have any recommendations on this topic so that you may be following weekly basis or or every year you go to one specific event where all the impact people is there? <laughs> so how, how does it look, this community? Yeah, it's a bit, as you say, I mean, we, we are uh, either connected on LinkedIn or on other social media. So we see events happening and again, I try to go at least at one, if not two per week, so that I can keep myself informed. Uh, again, I would suggest here a twofold uh, approach. So from one side, uh, being connected to something which is pretty maybe um, mainstream, traditional, kind of traditional, like could be the World Economic Forum is a good starting point because they have plenty of data that they make available, plenty of articles. So you could read a lot of things about different domains. At the same time, I mean, the uh, granularity of the information is much relevant. So again, back to local communities, to the network you could uh, grow and extend. Uh, look again for something which is different from what you're doing. Don't go for I mean, the same topic every day. Go and change it. Uh, ask your, your network, ask your friends, okay, what can I read 
more than I'm reading and put at least one or two hours every day on that. Got it. Do you also have any specific, I don't know, podcasts, books or that or blog posts or newsletters that you follow of this area or I am pushing it too much into these resources point? <laughs> you mean any, any podcast on top of this uh, one? <laughs> any other yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, more focus into, I don't know, into impact or sustainability, <laughs> right? So maybe there are... Only... Uh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll... Uh, honestly, not. Uh, again, I, I, I like change. So I could say something now, but maybe in three months they will be gone away or, 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 or I will not be uh, follow them anymore. Um, again, look at the look at the person, you know, look at the people, you know, and try to, to start from there. Got it. And if is there any also institutions, uh, for example, in Italy or in Switzerland that you have followed into this area as well that maybe people can explore, of course, apart from the Founder Institute? But Yeah, but uh, again, I, I should repeat myself. I mean, the web has been a very good starting point uh, because, again, there are uh, searchable data. You can go and customize your data map. Uh, there are a lot of articles. So I would start definitely from from there. Okay. Okay. Um, now you you mentioned that uh, you have some co-leaders so in in the founder institute chapter. So how how is was this collaboration that you started with these co-leaders? Uh, they each of them have different roles, and how does it work for you guys on on this organization? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, in, in general, I mean, when I start working with people, when I try to start working with people, uh, it's it's a mix of structure, the process, and serendipity. So, uh, especially, I mean, hiring someone is different than starting something together. So, uh, the structure process could be the process that helps you in reaching out to a number of people with have more or less the same, or should I have more or less the same interest you do have. Um, and then of course you should get to know them. Um, on the other side, I mean, there is, I mean, there could be, and it, it is good when it happens, uh, a lot of serendipity. Uh, so for example, with, with Jody, which is a co-leader in the Founder Institute, actually he was looking to do the exact same thing I was trying to do. So it happened that we've been put in contact by common friends, and then we started to develop the concept together. Um, again, this is this is happening because you're doing things, you're curious, you're looking at uh, other communities, and this multiplies uh, the opportunities. That, 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 that's the way I usually do. Of course, I mean, you need to find people which are uh, looking for the same things that you are looking for. So there should be uh, the same uh, uh, the same search for common objectives, which could then lead you to work together. I mean, I've been I've been discussing of collaboration with so many people, which I mean, I love them and, and we love each other, but it was not the right moment to work together at that time, because we were in different part of our journey, and so we wouldn't uh, maybe have the same focus or commitment with the with the objectives we wanted to achieve. So it's a mix of uh, uh, being the right person to work with and being in the right period of your life to do that. Got it. 
Now, since you have mentioned the word life, so uh, I assume that you are doing, of course, more than just work. So maybe we should take a moment to talk about as well as a kind of fun part. So what, what do you do outside of work? So do you have any hobbies that maybe people can follow? Maybe you will tell me that, I don't know, you're dancing rock and roll. Uh, uh, <laughs> how does it work? You know that. Yeah, yeah, you know I know that. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what? No, I, 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 I'm complaining because you don't have the same T-shirt. It seems like we are, I mean, kind of brothers with the same T-shirt and, and furniture at the back, but you don't have the rock and roll. Yeah, uh, it didn't arrive on time, so I fake it and put this black without this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. but uh, yes, I mean, I, I tend not to be a workaholic. I mean, I like very much focusing on objectives and things to be done when there are deadlines or, again, there is some founder or investor needing something uh, that been very, very, very quickly or they've got some their internal deadline. At the same time, uh, again, I like experience new things, being uh, curious. And so the last, I mean, the last years for me have been actually pretty sporty. So I am a semi-professional tennis player and a paddle instructor, if you know what it is, paddle, mm -hmm. which is pretty recent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, again, try to, to mix uh, the, the, the work I do, which is mostly brain-driven with something which is more physical. So hiking, going to the nature, of course, spending time with family and, and, and kids and friends, it is something I, uh, I always try not to forget. Uh, good. So, uh, how often do you do hiking? So, do you go every every day, or is more like during the weekends? Uh, no, it's more mostly during the weekends. Also, because we tend to maybe have some one day trip or those kind of I mean, not so short uh, uh, hikes. Um, of course, when it happens for me to be closer to the nature is something that maybe I do a few times a week. So, it, but on average, no more than once or twice per month. Mm -hmm. Got it. So you mentioned kids in your injured answer. So I know that maybe the stereotype of a startup founder is a young person without kids along and, and driven on, on risk and trying new stuff. But I assume that also there is a lot of other people which maybe have kids and so on and they want to start a business or so how do you find that balance between running your company and taking care of your family for example that maybe that could be an interesting uh, topic to to talk now <laughs> well it is a challenge i mean we, we we have to admit that in general especially in some uh, industries um when you're launching a company, the sooner you, you do everything, the better it is. Because, of course, you you um, speed up the, the your, your, and you reduce your time to market. So especially if you are launching something which is new, you want to be the first on the market or to get market share before others. At the same time, I mean, you should look at the, the, the longer view. So... Uh, Either you want to become a unicorn in two years, but again, that's a kind of objective which is, I would say, pretty useless. I mean, 
can become rich, but I don't believe we should look at that. We should look maybe at becoming rich if we create something which is long lasting and creating positivity for the other people. So from that perspective, uh, you should look again, not at the next two years, but at the longer period in which uh, you can plan as much as you can uh, be, of course, uh, available and committed when it's needed. But at the same time, find your space to stay with your family, stay with the kids, uh, because, of course, they are enriching you and you're giving back to them. So you're putting seeds in the future. Most, I mean, more, more staying with your kids than doing your startups. And at the same time, uh, the way they will grow up will depend a lot on the way they see you. So uh, I don't believe there is value in building a wonderful startup or wonderful company and losing the esteem of your kids because they never saw you for five years. So it, it, it's a matter of priority. I mean, the priorities and where you put your, your, your values. What are your values? Yeah, good. I don't know if I did answer Ricardo or, uh, or not. Yeah, it makes sense, of course. Well, again, it's, it's a balance, right? So there are too many topics in life and in your daily life that you need to manage. So, uh, yeah, the tricky part is how to find that balance between uh, personal activities, I don't know, friends, family, and, and a lot of different topics, right? So so that's, that is what is interesting to talk about this topic, about how to handle all of this all of these balls at the same time. Yeah, I believe. Uh, yeah, I believe we should uh, we should forget the or abandon the concept that uh, everything should be done now because I want to make more money now. That's not the way we should look at life and business and work. Uh, if you if you again abandon this concept, then everything looks much more doable and manageable. Of course, again, the team is key here. So having the same uh, way of looking at life uh, among the team is, is key. Planning is key, but then you can achieve much better results if you have a structured team working with this motivation for the next five years rather than having someone who is very quick and, and can do everything in two years. Got it. So again, I mean, business is a marathon, not a sprint, as life. So we should look at that. Good, good. So uh, with these remarks, I would like to maybe finish over here. But uh, if someone wants to reach you out and get to know more about you and your work and the Founder Institute Impact and Sustainability chapter, so uh, where they can reach you out? Well, LinkedIn is the best. Uh, connection mean ever so just connect with me send me a message i'm open to discuss and, and chat okay yeah we will have the link your link in the description of the podcast as well um so thank you very much andrea for your time today and hope that you will enjoy uh, the rest of your summer uh, uh, you are located yeah. in italy right right now well, actually, I'm based in Geneva, but for summer, I do back and forth uh, uh, with the Adriatic coast yeah, in the eastern of Italy. Good, good. So, yeah, maybe we should as well uh, refer to your uh, responsible traveling company. So maybe to, to go to <laughs> Italy as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Open for advice. <laughs>
Good. So thank you very <laughs> so much. Thank you very much, Ricardo. Really appreciate your time and, and see you around. Yeah, yeah likewise. Thank you. See Bye. you. Thank you very much for joining us. We hope you have enjoyed this episode and gained valuable insights. Feel free to share with your friends and looking forward to seeing you next time.